You're listening to the Quince podcast. The film fraternity in India is worried about losing their creative freedom. What is stirring them up is the draft cinematograph amendment bill. Among other things, it seeks to empower the government to sidestep the CBFC or the Central Board of Film Certification and become a super censor that can re-examine a film certification if there are any complaints against it even after it has already been passed by the CBFC. The draft bill was released on 18th June into the public domain with this new contentious provision and a few other provisions on age reclassification for viewers and also proposals to address film piracy. And the government has invited comments from the general public on its proposals within two weeks' time till 2nd July. So far, a group of academicians, students and filmmakers have already shot off a letter to the government saying that the amendments giving power to the central government to revoke a film certificate must be dropped. Well-known celebrities like Kamal Hassan and Vishal Bhadwaj have also vocally criticised the move on social media platforms, urging people to raise their voices against it. But why does the government want to be the super censor? What is the intention behind this move? And what do people from the film industry have to say about it? For this episode, we spoke to filmmaker, producer and screenwriter Sanjay Gupta, who is known for his hit films like Karte, Shootout at Lokhandwala and others. And Mayank Tiwari, who's co-written critically acclaimed films and shows like Newton, Bard of Blood, Suleimani Kira. We'll also hear from Karan Tripathi, who's the legal consultant at The Quint. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Shalbari. The one big red flag about the cinematograph draft amendments that is raising concerns in the film fraternity is the fact that the centre wants revisionary powers to reverse the decision of the CBFC if the situation so warrants. This, as I said, means that even after a film is cleared by the CBFC, the government can ask for another review, which is something that it doesn't have the power to do right now. So in the current process of how film certification works, it's the CBFC that is the final authority of granting film certifications. It's a statutory body under the Ministry of Information and Broadcasting that regulates the public exhibition of films under the provisions of the Cinematograph Act of 1952. The board consists of non-official members and a chairperson, all of whom are appointed by the central government. And the board members can reject films, they can order cuts. If there's any content that they feel glorifies violence or obscenity or if it goes against the sovereignty and the security of the state, then the CBFC can decide if they want to censor it. So that's how the current film certification process works and there's already been ample grievance by filmmakers against the CBFC because they believe that this body can stand to restrict artistic freedom. In fact, a report on the Indian Express from 2019 highlighted some really interesting RTI data which indicates that CBFC cuts have only increased under the Modi regime. The report pointed out that between 2013 and 2014, when the CBFC was headed by Leela Samson, the board ordered cuts in 41.71% of the total films before certification. Between 2018 to 2019, under Prasoon Joshi's chairmanship, the CBFC has asked 67.19% films to delete scenes before getting an exhibition certificate. But what the government's proposal can do now is in fact add one more level of censorship and there's already a censorship mechanism in place, which is why it's being accused of trying to be a quote-unquote super censor. Mayank Tavari believes that this proposal sets a very dangerous precedent. So, you know, if it involves... Any kind of problem, which is unforeseeable problem now, but which happens in the future, hmm. they can recall a film, they can recall an IP. Hmm. 
so this is a very very dangerous precedent it is a very very dangerous precedent and this this should not come into force hmm. this should definitely not come into force you know they have broken the legs of this industry they have broken the legs of of the entertainment sector sanjay gupta asks why are there provisions for films to be reexamined in the first place if the government appointed members of the cbfc are already reviewing it why are the films being examined in the first place Mm. I mean, I, I don't. Isn't the censor board, the chairman of the censor board, the, the regional officer, aren't they also people from the government Correct. who have been appointed? Correct. And so, I mean, what is this? Is, is this is further just, I mean, gaining control? It's nothing else. So that even after the film is released, you can still just go after us and say, okay, you know what, boss, take it off. Yeah. And there was a reason that this was discontinued in 2000. The, the Supreme Court in that then passed a judgment. So basically, what they are doing here is revoking the judgment of the Supreme Court. Well, as long as they have majority, you know, power, they'll keep doing all these stupid things. What is sad is that uh, we from the business, nobody is opening their mouth, nobody is protesting it. And as Mr. Gupta just mentioned, the Supreme Court indeed has taken away the government's reviewing powers in the year 2000, when it had upheld a Karnataka High Court order that had stated that the central government cannot exercise revisional powers in respect of films that are already certified by the board. So how is the draft amendment then trying to bypass the legal precedent? Karan Tripathi explains the fine print of this provision. So in the K N Sankarappa case, the Karnataka High Court had said, and which was later confirmed by the Supreme Court, that the central government cannot exercise revisional powers against the films that have already been released or approved by the censor board. So the idea of revisional powers then was that you know that central government cannot uh, change the decision or cannot sit as an appellate body over the decisions taken by the censor board. So this has been the legal precedent for so long. So with the new cinematograph bill, they have tried to uh, they have acknowledged this judgment. If you read the bill, uh, they have mentioned that in this judgment uh, the revisional powers of the central government had been taken away, but they have. uh they have taken recourse to article 192 of the constitution which provides reasonable restrictions to the freedom of speech to sidestep this judicial precedent and uh, what they have done is that they have not completely revived their revisional powers but they have added a new power where the central government can direct uh, the censor board to uh, to revisit or reexamine a film already cleared by it if the central government receives a complaint from any person so for instance that no matter who the person is if the central government receives a complaint it can direct the censor board to reexamine the film which has already been released so this is one way through which the new rules have tried to sidestep uh, the revisional uh, the ban on revisional powers which was put by the supreme court and that's exactly why the fears arising from within the industry are not entirely unfounded Even with the government lacking direct censorship powers, there have been times when they've bowed down to the demands of fringe groups to ban or censor films or shows, often without sound reasons to be doing so. Think about the kind of opposition that Padmavat faced upon its release, as it sparked protests from the fringe right-wing group Karni Sena, that ultimately led to the CBFC making a whopping three hundred cuts in the film and a name change. And that's not the only film that comes to mind. Several other films like Jodhakbar, Firak, Utta Panja, Black Friday, etc., 
all shared a similar fate as screenings were banned in certain states because somebody or some group protested and the government felt that screening these films would lead to a law and order problem. And that's why filmmakers, producers and writers are all worried about how the government taking the reins to censorship will cost the artistic freedom and the freedom of expression in the industry. Mr. Tiwari says that already there's some amount of self-censorship now in the industry fearing a snub from the government. And if this new proposal is passed, it can legitimize the fringe demands into the mainstream, he says. Basically, the message is that you make content, you make movies, but you make a certain kind of movies. Mm. So they will create these laws in such a way that in order for somebody to not fall into those problems, mm. you will have to make something which is labelled safe by the powers that be. Now, what is safe? Safe is something that you do not talk about what is happening in the country right now. Mm. You do not talk about the history of how we got here. Hmm. You know, you do not talk about issues that are the burning issues of the time. You know, you know, a very interesting thing happened actually over the last four or five days, I think. Mm-hmm. There is a film critic called Namrata Joshi. Mm-hmm. Okay? Hmm. So Namrata Joshi, ko, there is a new show that has come out called Grehen okay. on Hotstar. Hmm. Okay? So they send her a screener of that show, which means that they send her some episodes before it is released so that she can review it. Hmm. So she shared on social media how... The producers, the OTT platform has told her categorically that do not make any political comments about it, do not make any references to where this show is based on, what politics does it portray, talk instead about the dialogues of the show, talk instead of the cinematography of the show. Itna log dar gaye hai. Everybody is so scared right now ki koi FIR ho jayega. I was speaking to some other creators recently mm. and this is not something that is happening to one person or two people or somebody is trying to do something sensitive. Mm. At the drawing board level today, there is a censorship happening. Before people sit down to write an idea, they are wondering who can get offended with it. And so do you think that this will also um, impact the artistic freedom? Of Bollywood? 100%. 100%. I just told you, you know, what is happening is this is going to create a, a paranoid culture of self-censorship. And there is an incitement to outrage. Matlab, ek encouragement hai. Aapko bura lagana, bas, bas. Ye to bhoat buri, bhoat buri baat hai. Pehle aisa hota nahi tha. Pehle tha ki, you know, all these things were in the fringe. Now there has been a mainstreaming of it. So you think that, you know, you know uh, the kind of pushback that a film like um, Padmavad got, like it's kind of legitimizing that sort of a pushback? 100%! It is mainstreaming of it. It is mainstreaming. It is mainstreaming. Aaj ki date mein aap kisi se puchoge na, ki Padmavad jaisi film aap banaoge kya dobara? Log khaat khade kar denge apne. What is also interesting to note is the timing of this proposal. Recently in April, the Film Certificate Appellate Tribunal or the FCAT, which was the last point of grievance redressal for disgruntled filmmakers against the censor board's decision was also abolished. And for many in the industry, it was a jolt. National award-winning filmmaker Vishal Bhadwaj had even tweeted saying that it's such a sad day for cinema. So now, when a filmmaker is not satisfied with the CBFC's decisions, they have to move the concerned court. Mr. Gupta explains how the government's moves are increasingly making it harder and harder for filmmakers. You know, before this also, there's something else that happened and mm. nobody spoke. They, they, they have revoked the, the whole concept of revising committee. See, the, the, there was a method that has been put in place. It is not something, you know, your archaic 1940 sedition laws which should have been gone are not going. But new interesting laws, which are, there's, a, there's a procedure which was put into place. People who sit and watch a movie, and they pass judgment. 
okay and then but you had an option to challenge those six and go to a revising committee okay. which is a far more evolved body and then they would take so why is that right being taken away from us because as it is now we are at the mercy of the of those six people who watched the movie and if we have a problem we have to take it to the high court so when do you get the time at the high court as it is the courts are full they have backlog of cases from 2020 years 30 years and lakhs of cases and how yeah. do we expect the judge to drop really pending important to him somebody's okay. life may be more important than the release of a film you know somebody's go, going down under with his business will be more important to the judge than the release of a film this is the release can always wait Yes. but the point is as producers we've invested tons of money we borrowed we taken money we made our films the films cannot they come with an expiry life you know with an expiry date so yeah it's it's, it's really arbitrary i don't know what next although a lot of popular actors celebrities and filmmakers are yet to comment on the issue there certainly is a growing murmur of criticism from bollywood and from the film fraternity at large against this move like mr gupta and tiwari others from the industry such as actor filmmaker kamal hasan has spoken up against it mr hasan tweeted saying and i'm quoting his tweet quote cinema media and the literati cannot afford to be the three iconic monkeys of india Poet songwriter and filmmaker Vishal Bhadwaj has also tweeted saying and I'm again quoting his tweet quote new proposals on cinema censorship are wrong unnecessary film board and courts are enough end quote so i asked mr tiwari if the pushback from the industry is enough and if he's hopeful about seeing the demands met and this is what he said you, i mean you look at the usual suspects you know the people who are signing these petition are your like handful of filmmakers who make uh, edgy cinema who are pushing the envelope they have signed it right. has the producer guild of uh, india come out has any producer group come out hmm. has mp double a come out has any big studio house production house spoken up hmm. nobody is speaking about it na you will have the usual suspects you will have anurag kashyap talking about it vishal bharadwaj talking about it abhishek chobe varun grover you know all the artists who are like pushing the envelope they are talking about it but you don't see industry leaders talking about it But if this proposal does come into effect without addressing the concerns that are being raised, will there be a way to challenge the bill? Karan explains what can be the legal steps forward. Now the thing is that once right now the bill is 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 open for public comments, it has not become the law. But once it becomes the law, this can very well be challenged before the Supreme Court, and uh, then the Supreme Court can decide whether this is constitutional or not. and meanwhile the supreme court decides whether decides supreme court or any constitutional court decides on its constitutionality they can provide an interim relief to the filmmakers so what can be this interim relief like we saw in the case of uh, new it rules that when the live law media organization had moved a petition against the new it rules before the kerala high court the kerala high court had given interim protection to live law from any coercive action again under the new it rules till the kerala high court decides the constitutionality of the new rules likewise the constitutional courts can provide interim protection to all the filmmakers uh, from any coercive action till the time it decides on the constitutionality of the new cinematograph amendments to the new cinematograph act and that's a wrap for this episode stay tuned to the quint for more stories If you like listening to this episode please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates we'll have on Apple Google Podcast Spotify Jio Seven and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms 
For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quinn's website and check out our other podcasts.